Happy late America Day, y'all, and let's talk about Loki, episode three. Nope, we're on episode. Let's talk about Loki, episode four. And here to discuss it with me is... Will! Hello, Will, and how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing good, too. This podcast is going to be a little more rushed because Will is leaving for a week, and then I'm leaving for a week, meaning the next podcast we record together will probably be like two weeks from now when we're like wrap up five and six of Loki, but I'm really excited to be talking about this fourth episode because it is without a singular doubt in my mind, my favorite episode of Loki thus far. I go as far as to say out of the, what, 19, wow, I think I got that spot on, episodes we've had of just Marvel content in general, probably my favorite. Oh, and Wilson dying was so emotional, and then like B-15 coming around, oh, so great. What were your thoughts on the episode? Wow, yeah, that that sums it up a lot. Um, but no, I heard you earlier this week say that it was your favorite um, episode of all the Marvel episodes yet, and that was before I'd seen it. And I was like, "What? Like better than the finale of WandaVision? Right. Better than the finale of Captain Winter Soldier?" I was just like, "Hold up!" Like, and it's not even like the finale. There's still two more episodes to go. Exactly. So I was like, "Okay, okay." So I sat down and watched it. And I, I'm not sure, but you, you could be right. It, it is. It's definitely not, an opinion matter. Yeah. But it's like, you know, it if, was a good episode. If not my favorite of all the Marvels, tied with my favorite of all the Marvel episodes thus right. far. That um, that. just because yes, it is so so much happens, and not so, and oh all of it is and like so much emotion. There's so much emotion. And there's like, and like plot twist and after humor, plot twist, and yeah, I was just like everything that happens is a big major event yeah. too, like no plot filling at right. all. So yeah, like it was, which was one of the major criticisms of episode three. Yeah, although even episode three, I think I know it was still a good I episode. Think, no, and I think episode three gets brought into a new light right. now that we're in episode four because we have the revelation of Loki's love for Sylvie. And right. well, I mean, I think you mean Hella, but we'll get into that. Oh, uh, we'll get into that later, but we have the revelation of Loki's love for Sylvie. And that really developed throughout the course of three, though there wasn't much happening in three. So I think when for, when you realize that the, the love between Loki and Sylvie is going to be such a big yeah. plot point as it is, then the significance of three um, really emerges because if it was some, you know, kind of castaway romance, then three would be a castaway episode. Right. But since three is setting up a foundation, it, you know, episode four just makes this episode and that episode so good. I completely agree. It was just like, what? You know, they're in, they're in love. Mm-hmm. And then Owen Wilson, like, finally seeing the light and oh, saying, like, and maybe oh I had gosh. a jet ski. That's what I'd like to do. Me riding around on my jet ski and just, like, prune him. Oh, my God. And the reveal that the timekeepers are actually robots. Hmm? Hmm? There's some secret other person who's controlling everything. And then the post credit scene. Don't even get me started on Crocodile Loki. Oh, gosh. Okay. We can, we can. Let's, let's stop. <laughs> we have to break all of those down, like, by themselves. You just, yes. Um, yeah, but it was a fantastic episode. So we start off with... We, okay. We start off with what? They 
their love creates a separate timeline. That right. Okay, can you explain that to me? Because I'm like, I get that their love is so strong, it does something. But were they going to, like, escape because of their love? No. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, like, they weren't going to escape Lamentis, but Loki loving another version of himself was just so bizarre and something <laughs> that had never happened before that the timekeepers didn't know what to do. No one knew what to do. Like, it couldn't... It just the, created the a The sheer absurdity of it <laughs> and the sheer, like... I like that. Just yeah. Not having to overthink it, it all. Yeah. It, just, it was just like, well, if it starts a new timeline, then actually... Exactly. But, like, but if we can't so make sense of it, if we can't make sense of it, that's the point. Exactly. Like, the universe couldn't make sense <laughs> of it either. It was like, ah, yes. uh, uh, just, just, just put it on another timeline over there. I can't deal with this. Um, so but anyways, good. and they found him and brought him back, and then they were interrogating him. And through the interrogation and Loki's uh, memory prison, which was really cool, um, <laughs> then Owen Wilson uh, comes to Owen Wilson and B fifteen separately come to the conclusion that yes, the TVA is lying to them. And just so you know, uh, B fifteen, I thought she would be one of like the last people to crack. I thought exactly. she'd be like she was just so like tough and like uptight with the rules and stuff like this and then like when she starts crying and she's like i looked happy i'm like <laughs> like that was such i've I said like so many times in that sentence but that was such a cool moment mm -hmm. and uh like like i did not like her at all at the beginning and i yeah. think that was the point that nobody right. really liked her at the beginning of the series but that was so emotional yeah her transformation <laughs> and her realization was really cool too and, and i don't think she's dead she falls into mm -hmm. the smoke, but we don't get to see her get pruned. I think we would have seen her, you know, die or something. I'm thinking she's still alive. I, that's, okay, that leads me to the one problem I have with this episode, is that they don't give her a death sequence or a prune sequence, or e even any type of, like, fall sequence. She just, the battle commences, and then at the end of the battle, you just see her laying there. No, it's like, during the battle, like, you see her get knocked over, and she falls into the smoke, and then you never see her again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind um, of interesting. It's like, if she's dead, that scene was not that cool. But it makes me think she's alive, and I like that. But if she was alive... Maybe we're overthinking it, and <laughs> she'd, like, five minutes after the episode ends, she just kind of, like, gets up gets and... Gets up, yeah. That's like, what I'm hoping. Heads happened. out. Um, yeah, because I haven't seen anyone discussing that part. Is it? I, I think, I'm assuming they just think it's implied that either she's dead or not. Because it also, like, her realization, like, she took a much bigger... right role in this episode than she had in yeah, which she throws like in any other ones. anyways have you thought at all this week about how um the timekeepers are actually the sorcerer supreme from the from the past um <laughs> feels like see, wow <laughs> see um this episode i think Unlike the other ones, which have really helped shed light onto theories. Hold on. First, let's just go ahead and say we're transitioning into our uh, TVST segment, The Unscientific Method, where each week we give each other a theory, just a concept for a theory, no evidence or whatever. And then the next week, they have to pitch that same theory back to us, but with all the details and all the evidence. Last week, I told Will that the TVA members are all just past Sorcerer Supremes, and he told me that Sylvie is not a Loki variant, but a Hella variant. Now today I'm going to explain to him why Sylvie is not a Loki variant, but a Hella variant, and he's going to explain to me how the um, uh, Timekeepers are past Sorcerer Supreme members. 
All right. Do you want to explain first, or should I explain first? I'll or? go first. All right. And I'll go. tell you why. All TVA members are actually past Sorcerer Supremes. So you look at the surface level stuff here, and it's actually, you know, quite apparent right off the bat. You know, the Sorcerer Supreme, what is he in charge of? The Time Stone, um, he or she. Um, and their main job is to protect time at all costs, basically. Right. Like, that's the center of their goal. Um, the TVA, if you hadn't got the memo yet, is also only concerned with time. Right. So that kind of fits together. Also, we see in Doctor Strange, he makes like a time loop mm-hmm. for Dormammu. Oh, oh yeah. And like, we, can control yeah. time and we saw in this Wait, episode. Wait, does that mean the TVA is controlling like time moving backwards and forwards? I guess obviously because of like the Avengers having to go back in time. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I also feel like the TVA kind of trusts the Sorcerer Supreme. Right. Because like he's their man on the inside. <laughs> That's what I want to oh. say also. Oh. Is that the Sorcerer Supreme has knowledge of the TVA. Yeah. Like that has to be somewhere in their spell book. Because like that is, that must be an incredibly essential part of time like the he knows the tva sorry the sorcerer supreme must know about the possibility of multiverses and branch timelines and everything and also must know that they have one main timeline that never gets pruned right because that's like what the tva does Mm -hmm. so i'm sure the the sorcerer supreme is aware of all of this and can make the time loops like Doctor Strange did, and like the one that Loki was thrown into this episode. Also, they're very worldly and very wise. Um, and it seems that everyone in the TVA, you know, is very worldly. They deal with, are very universally, I guess. They deal with people from all over the universe and creatures from all over the universe. And they're also very, you know, smart, like the, um, like the Sorcerer Supreme. So there's that. And it just makes sense. Oh, and we learned this episode that all the TVA workers had past lives. And it would just make sense that their past lives were as the Sorcerer Supreme. Okay, but now... just also, all their past lives were human lives in, like, highly, you know, densely populated areas, such as New York, where the uh, Sorcerer Supreme, Mm -hmm. one of their three bases is. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, and the fact that all Sorcerer Supremes and all TVA agents so far, um, have been human. So that's a big, you know, now that we're talking about the whole right. MC universe, then it, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's good if they're human. Like, that does narrow it down quite right. a bit. Um, anyway, aside from that, if we think about Mobius, who, by this theory, was a past Sorcerer Supreme, maybe one way he's trying to reconnect with who he once was, was through jet skis. Now, maybe jet skis was actually something that the Sorcerer Supreme liked to have as a pastime. But that doesn't sound, you know, that doesn't sound very Sorcerer Supreme-y. Exactly. Uh, I don't imagine Doctor Strange just goes around and rides jet skis when he's not protecting all of the entire world. Yes. But who knows. But I think jet ski was more likely an acronym <laughs> and the acronym stood for here we go just for the j about that's that's not in the acronym everyone 
in the, in the, aren't in the acronym, then TVA, so there's JET, just about everyone in the TVA. Okay. Is a, and that's also not an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorcerer, know it all, supreme. So S for sorcerer, know it for K and I, and supreme for S. So what you're telling me is that <laughs> Owen Wilson is a sorcerer, know it supreme. <laughs> He is a sorcerer, know it supreme. Well, I am... And just everyone in the TVA so knows is it. a sorcerer, know it supreme. Know it. Right. So that I'm was... I'm convinced, Will. I'm that give was you, like... Should we start putting, like, numbers on these? Yeah, like, rate at, how rate, well rate I 10. proved the theory. I'll give you a solid... I'm going to do five as my, my, my baseline yeah. average. Uh, but that kind of, like, comes out bad when I give something like a six. But I'm, I'm gonna give you a solid like six point five on that. You really, hey. you really strung it together at the beginning. You, you lost me there at the end. I was struggling to see the acronym, but you still did it. I'm six point five out of ten. Okay, okay, thanks. And our scales can be completely different, so it's not like you know what you give me is lower than what I give you. Okay. So, Will, are you curious as to how Sylvie is actually a hella variant? I'm very curious. Well, good news, I'm here to tell you. Okay. Because. You know, you need me to tell you these I things. I do need to know, even though I told you. Right. Well, you, you told me, but now <laughs> I'm going to tell you why, okay? Okay, okay. This is why this is called the unscientific method. We're doing this backwards. So, we've got we've got Sylvie, right? Yes. Well, this is, very, this is very interesting with Sylvie. Because all the Lokis that we see are male. And while Loki's gender, it says on a little paper, is fluid, he can be whatever gender, we see Loki... And then we see all those different kind of versions of Loki that Owen Wilson shows you, the one wearing like the Tour de France or whatever, and then like the Hulk Loki. All those are male. And then in the post credit scene of the most recent episode, we meet a bunch of other Lokis that are all male. Actually, mm -hmm. I don't know about the alligator. He could very well, she could very well be a female. Yeah. But we've all, we've so far only seen human, uh, for the humans, male Lokis. And yes, I know, like it could be female very clearly then that's why sylvie was arrested but she's unique in that way yeah i agree and we see her as a child and she's got long black hair and she's playing with a toy of hella's dog the dog that like the giant dog really? that hella has did... and oh uh and oh what's his name the... how did you Odin. see that how did you see that what youtube did... breakdowns um oh. and it showed that it was she was playing with a valkyrie and a uh the dog that she had and okay. if um odin was wiping out all of the evidence of hella existing in the time that loki would have existed then how did he just leave around this toy of a giant uh wolf that hella used to slay people wouldn't you think that you would have liked to forget that time also she has long black hair that like i could really see being a young hella and now and it explains that like yeah you know that would have grown into a other hella but since she went on this other path she looks different and has this um white hair so there's that but also weren't you a little surprised by this lady loki sylvie just letting loki tag along she she's like you know 
able to do all this cool stuff, take out all these people. If anything, I'd say Loki was a detriment to her plan. And while you could say it's about this lovey-dovey stuff, uh, what if it's because she's using her philosophy from the Thor Ragnarok film? What does every conqueror need? An executioner. You are correct, because the minute we recorded that last podcast last week, we literally watched all of Thor Ragnarok. And I saw that, and I'm like, I'm using that in the next podcast. Nice. So that's why that's why Loki's around. That's why um, all this so, stuff so pointing to Sylvie being hella. So you're a hella saying variant. that Sylvie is keeping Loki around because cause Loki is like her executioner. He'll do what right. she wants. Exactly. And because of Loki love. thinks it's love. Well, right. It is love. It yeah. is love. Yeah, Loki maybe, loves maybe her. Maybe she does love him too. Who knows? But, you know, yeah, but she's using... It's an also, that's very just, interesting. you know, as another thing, two Lokis being in love, it, you know, two of any of the same person being in love gets a little weird territory. Loki was adopted and has no similar DNA with Hela, so that would also make that a whole lot less creepy of a relationship um, between the two of them. That would make it a less creepy relationship. <laughs> so that's just still that's weird, just my take. but slightly right. less. I mean, it's just no weirder than like Iris and Barry from The Flash. Yeah, that is true. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was weird. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, that's that's my my theory for the day. Um, I spent a lot of time on that one. Wow. What what, is, what do you have to that? Give? Yeah, that was definitely uh, the second half. I think really really pulled through um, compared to my second half. So I'm gonna have to give that at least an eight in Thank terms of the theories. I, I that, really appreciate the eight. Um, maybe eight point five because that. Wow. You know, good job. Um, I'm, I'm convinced, Will. I'm convinced oh, that she is a hella variant. That, okay, it would be super cool. It, like, and if I got it right, though. Okay, and... If I got it right. And, okay, you totally could have, because I'd like to say something. I'd like to say, when we started this segment, in the very early episodes um, of uns, Unscientific Method, right. we proposed theories to each other. I think it was mostly your theories that you proposed to me. And then that, you then you explained about yeah, to me. That at the time were incredibly outrageous and just silly. But now people are actually forming genuine right. strong theories about them that tons of people are believing. For example For example, Mobius. Mobius being Loki. Like I was just watching a New Rockstars YouTube channel. There's a video that they had down there. And, like, just one of the things the guy said was, I actually think that Owen Wilson is a Loki variant, but uh, we're not talking about that right now. Like, what? Like, that's an yeah. actual legit theory but that people have? We had that, mm-hmm. like, two episodes mm-hmm. ago when no one was saying it. Exactly. And then... Um, just because it was so random. And then and it the, happened to be that there was tons of evidence surrounding it. Right, and then the... Um, oh, TVA existing inside the quantum realm. That was already an existing theory when I told Will that. Yeah. But it's only grown. Like, the yeah. theory's only grown. It's only gained credibility. It's not, you know, like, been debunked since, you know. Like, that's actually a standing anyway, theory. So oh, I think, I think so Henry, I think when we say theories, they come true. Well, right. We're, we're pretty much the writers for, yeah. like... I think we're manifesting it right. somehow in the All universe. All of our plays are just coming from, like, Marvel executives. And there's guys, like, guys, write that down. We're going to do reshoots tomorrow. It'll be all ready for Disney Plus by next Wednesday. We've got two days. This came out on a Monday. 
all right, we have all of tomorrow to do, you know, the shooting and the, the filming. Yep. Uh, and then the editing, and then it'll come out Wednesday morning. We got this, guys. That's what they're doing, definitely. Yeah. I, I think we got it. All right. Um, so to close out on this cast, the next time we do a podcast, Loki will be over. So you can't really draw many more Loki theories, but theories that have to do with Loki based on the MCU. I'm going to give one to you right now and you can give me one in just a second. Okay. That's good. So I think it's a little weird. An episode of Loki comes out. Then two days later, Black Widow comes out. And then just like not even a week later, Black Widow is a Loki variant. Uh, Loki comes out. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> I thought that's where you were going with that. Um, so next, the next time we do a episode on, uh, the cast, which will probably be two weeks from now, will definitely be from two weeks from now, unless, you know, we don't, I want you to prove to me, um, this is going to be a different kind of unscientific method. You get to choose any character from all of the Black Widow film. Any character that you think has the most evidence behind them, and prove to me that they are a Loki variant. That they are Loki. Because everyone's Loki, apparently, if you just watched the show. You know, the probably a uh, big leading theory that I pitched last episode that was unrelated to the unscientific method was that um, the TVA, like the head of everything, is a Loki variant. So I just want you to prove to me that any character you see in Black Widow. Loki variant. And if Loki shows up in Black Widow, that'll be a really easy thing to do. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Wow. But that's my thing to give to you, and you can just give me something small in just a second. Alright, well, what is my theory that I have to pitch to you after Loki has concluded? Okay, so you know how the Secret Invasion movie or series is coming? Is that yes. a movie or is it a that's series? That's gonna be a series. A series? So I you know how that's good. coming? Yeah. So I think soon in the mcu is going to start placing scrolls and movies like very carefully just like maybe one one scroll character they started in one division they already did yeah exactly yeah one of those is one of them is a scroll right and like they already started so um you're gonna have to explain to me how anyone in loki is a scroll scroll oh we have both of these kind of episodes i like this a lot Oh my gosh. All right. We'll see you guys in two weeks. And then next week, we'll probably talk about like monsters at work or something with Scott and outro time. I cannot wait to do both of those theories. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Peanut Pie. My name is Henry. Uh, thank you. You can send us an email at the peanut pie guy at gmail.com if you want to send us literally anything. And you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and get sent a Funko Pop of Moonwind from Soul straight to your house. If you live in the U.S., any final sounds, Will? Um, we're going to go celebrate with some fireworks for 4th of July. So happy 4th of July, everybody. Happy 4th of July. And we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Peace. Peace.